Do, 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 do you queer, 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 what I queer, do you queer, what I queer? This is Dick Wick. Thomas. Hello, Elliot. Hi, Tom. Hi, welcome to Do You Queer What I Queer. And Wee. that's Elliot. And that's Tom. We're Dick Wick. And listen, thank you for tuning in this week. Thank you, thank you. As always, you're ready for like like an emotional roller coaster. Some faggoty chatting. Some fag chats. <laughs> um, before we get into it, can I just like please ask everyone to head over to our iTunes page and yeah. to rate, review, and subscribe the show. Yeah. It goes a really long way. You can just click like five stars or whatever and then be like, oh my god, I, I like listening to these faggots or whatever. Whatever you want. Yeah. That might get flagged as hate speech, but that's okay. <laughs> um, and then also, if you want to head over to our website at doyouqueer.com, we have some amazing merchandise that we think y'all will really like. So it's so cute. <laughs> I love wearing my Pamela t-shirt. I know, me too. I get my, a lot of comments. My auntie, who's very like, you know, not conservative, but older and white, grew up on a farm. <laughs> Wears like Pamela Leather, Leather Daddy t-shirt and I'm obsessed. Oh my god, shut up. Yeah. That makes me so happy. Yeah. So if you need, yeah, if you need a little bit of like something to, to spice up the wardrobe. Spice up the wardrobe. Um, that was my attempt at being professional for once. Tom, no, you did a really did a good work. job, I think. Thanks very much. I'm, um, I, I didn't get a lot of sleep, Tom. How about you? Oh god, no. So no, no, no. caffeine maybe is just our only option at this point. Yes, I've had one coffee. I'm hoping to have several more. Yay! Yeah. Come with us on this journey. Sober Sally seldom sleeps, I think is what I texted you yesterday. It is, and I can't get that out of my yeah, head. I am. Um, sober, though. Can we talk about that? Sure, we can talk about it. Um, I'm finally taking steps to <laughs> get better. Tom. Worry about my health. Mostly my mental health and my doctor is concerned. I've now people um, helping helping me. I, it's not a journey that anyone has to take alone. There are people out there to help you. There are people available. The Church and Wellesley Clinic at Church and Wellesley. Um, there are GPs there taking patients. I know that there's a lot of queer, queer people in the city and non-queer people in the city that don't have a GP. I think it's pretty important to have one. Um, so you can you can go over there right now onto the website, the Church Wellesley Clinic, and and get one. I'm so fucking proud of you. I'm so proud of you, and I'm so happy that we can talk about it openly and like. Yeah. So I so I, I already told you this, Elliot, but why not? I'll say it again. But I um, went for an intake appointment, and my doctor was very concerned about all the things that I do, and all the things that I drink, and so I'm starting to see a psychotherapist. I'm just feeling like. I'm going to figure whatever this mess in my brain is all about. This is positive growth and honesty corner. And I'm yeah. so here for it. It's a first for Dickwick. <laughs> it's a first that we're trying to be healthy and grow. That's not true. But so uh, I haven't had it. I haven't been perfect. I've, I have drank since then, but um, it's not going to change overnight. Four days sober now. So Tom, that's really, really fucking I feel hungover <clears throat> from not drinking. I'm not drinking. Yep. I think that might take a while. <laughs> But yay, okay, so honesty headspace. Um, do we do we do colors? It, what color does that make you feel? Yeah, that color makes me feel like a like um a lavender. Mm. Like a soft uh purple cuz I feel like um I just feel like I want to be in slumber town. Yeah. I feel like I'm in the in space right now on this purple magic carpet. <laughs> <That's> so stupid, <laughs> and falling asleep on the carpet and just like 
moving forward through space. <laughs> I love that. Moving forward through space is vague and fantastic. <laughs> this is locomotion corner. <laughs> oh, Tom, that's great. Oh, I'm sweating a lot. It's very hot out. It is very hot out. Also, speaking truth makes me sweat all the time. So oh, maybe that's why I'm sweating. Perhaps too. that's what it What's is. What's your truth, honey baby? My truth is very similar to yours. I um I've been so my partner Timothy has been helping me and urging me to see a mental health care professional for all eight years that we've been dating and I always say that I'm going to and then something happens and I don't because I'm an avoider obviously hello hi my name's Elliot um <laughs> but I, I I went to my my family doctor who's um this amazing doctor that specializes in LGBTQ plus health and I really enjoy going to see him and I opened up about everything and I have uh, a couple different referrals to a few different places in the city so um, I'm finally also taking steps look at us to help my mental health um, I have a question for you before yes. you tell me what your color yes, is yes yes not to trump in on this um, trump away little baby <laughs> this is something that I've always been I'm just gonna be honest because yeah, it's yeah, weird yeah. something I've always been worried about is my mental health depression anxiety uh, dependence mm-hmm. on substances mm-hmm. um, it does that tragicness give me as an artist the edge I need to move forward in life and can I do artistic things maybe including this podcast mm-hmm. um, without the you know existential dread that comes along with I've, can I like answer that even though it's impossible to answer yeah. <laughs> what, what comes into my mind first and I completely feel the same thing and even like having gone through art school and like wanting to be a writer and like it we're conditioned we're like socially conditioned to think that suffering and genius goes hand in hand I think because a lot of geniuses have suffered and I'm not saying that that's either one of us I just mean when you look at like who who we idolize as like cultural contributors it's people that suffer um but I think of what Nanette what Hannah Gadsby said in Nanette when she's like Van Gogh's medication made him see the yellow so vibrantly when he painted. It wasn't because of his illness. It was actually because of his treatment. And so we have to take this whole picture holistically. You don't know who you're going to be when you start trying to help yourself. And so it's easy to think those things, but we don't actually know where inspiration comes from. And you'll still be the same person fundamentally. You'll just be correcting a chemical imbalance. You'll be working to have coping mechanisms and you don't actually know how those will manifest creatively. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously keep an eye on it. And if you feel like your output has changed or if something is different, and you don't like it, then you should get off whatever regimen you're doing. But, yeah. but I really do think that's a cultural myth. And I think that um, we're very attracted to suffering and we always want our icons and our heroes to be tragic. Um, and it's, Sure. But even know, I know I do my best work when I'm like in the throes of disaster. Yeah. I mean, I say that too. And when I'm the most depressed is the only time that I write. <laughs> <clears throat> poetry yeah. Yeah. right my mom asked me last night we were having dinner and she goes oh so are things calming down f- for you like in all these you know in all your jobs I said yeah she goes oh you're getting work done I, s- I said I laughed I said no I actually get more work done in chaos <laughs> which same is, here though which, which isn't good and no. not sustainable and but I think maybe something to parse apart here is like the anxiety and depression part of it from that I think you can still be in chaos and you can still be falling apart but but that underlying mental health like that underlying like how you deal with it changes. I honestly don't know. This is a journey I need to go on. I don't know what part of me, I don't know what part of me I should attribute to my own mental health and what part of me is just me as a person. Absolutely. And can I work to conjure that same creativity outside of it? Is, Is being depressed and angsty just the easiest way to conjure those emotions, right? And like, is this a journey that we have to go on outside of this? Absolutely. I fear if I lose all those things, 
that, those are the things that make me interesting mm-hmm. because I overcompensate for anxiety by being the like most vibrant person or the one who always tries to entertain. Mm-hmm. And so if I'm not that, I actually don't know who I am. Holy shit. You're going to find out. That's so, that's so big and so that honest. That sounds boring. No, am I going to turn straight? <laughs> Straights. Come on. Come on, straights. That's going to be our takeaway from this. I'm sorry. I just, I just like cannonballed no, into your... That was, I was really into that conversation. That was really intense. And, I've, and I feel like we actually have to think through this. I feel like we have to work through this. I think a lot of what we are feeling and saying are crutches and I think that there are ways around them but and it won't be easy I agree but stop attacking me <laughs> I don't know why you think I'm always attacking you <laughs> well sorry I interrupted what's your color so my color after this, all of that not on this is like, is like um picture that I'm some sort of explorer <laughs> there may or may not be like colonial undertones but that's a different story and I'm like exploring a jungle and I need to find some sort of artifact and I'm like parting Oh, this, this is very colonial. The, Are I you know, like a Tomb Raider? I, I was thinking of Indiana Jones, which is upsetting, but like parting right. these like, you know, lush branches and then I, and then I see the thing and it's like this soft green glowing orb. Uh-huh. Um, and, and that's, that's the color. Cause I feel like I'm working my way towards something that's going to heal me and it's a treasure and I don't quite have it yet, but I'm getting there. So you're walking towards a, a an bright, emerald glowing. glowing. Yeah. yeah. No, you painted that picture while I see it in my brain. Thanks. That's my I color. I also see you in like a safari outfit. Cute. Like cute short khaki shorts and khaki. the safari hat, you know one of those hats like the hard dome hat yeah. with the ridge around it I love that and maybe you killed an elephant to make a piano like I uh, I certainly wouldn't do that but for this fantasy I could enter I could entertain it right but um don't kill elephants if you're listening Tom what's going on right now this has been poacher's corner like <laughs> listeners thanks for coming on this journey this is just brazen honesty corner <laughs> I also need to caffeinate um also, but part of my part of my journey is not only mental health, but is also sexual health as well. And okay. um, that same doctor's visit, I so this is going to come out in in a in a later episode, and I won't go too much into it. But Timothy and I have been seeing this person in kind of like a polyamorous thruple way, and this person um, themselves is polyamorous, and so it's been a lot of navigating what that means for each of our sexual health. Yes. And like, it's not an easy conversation to have. It's not easy to figure out where the boundaries lie and what the honesty is. But I told my doctor about it. And just to have a queer friendly healthcare professional, to have someone literally not judge, be curious in the right ways, be receptive in the right ways. Like I felt honestly very emotional for people that don't have that when I was leaving. So I had so much support and he gave me so many different avenues, like information on prep and how and if I should get it and how frequently I should be tested and like... I don't know. It was just it was just fantastic, and I feel like these are things I take for granted. Um, so that's part of my glowing emerald orb. That's great. That orb is is glowing brighter and brighter because you're getting closer and closer to it. Yeah. Um, uh, just for context, I yes. feel like so. Um, Timothy and Elliot have um, has have had a third person enter their relationship in the last couple months. Mm-hmm. Um, it's moving faster than a speeding train and first of all rude i don't know why you're attacking me <laughs> no i just want i you know what i mean like yeah. listeners are probably wor- concerned uh, not con- people sorry. have I'm, people I'm putting that on first of all projection curious, curious. curious. and also people probably have whiplash that's <laughs> super super fair um <clears throat> there are probably lots of questions yeah um we can spend some time on them maybe not today sure but, yeah i'd um, love to <clears throat> um i think the reason i haven't spoken about it along the way is because I know that a this individual listens and that's a little bit strange for me yeah. um and b 
I don't myself know, so I have no idea what I would say or how to say it. And I also don't want to like freak people out yet, if that makes any sense. By like not not by you saying that. No. I don't want to give you too much air to it. Out. I know that's fair. I do love freaking people out. Um, anyway, I don't know. I'm I'm definitely willing to talk about it and be open with it. I just think there's a lot that me and Timothy have to figure out yes. first, and yes. what we're comfortable in. Like, um, but what I will say is that it's teaching us a lot about communication and boundaries. Um, and it's like the queerest relationship I've been in by definition. So that's pretty fun. So I'm like, yeah, I'm excited about it. You're just a queer little stinky baby. It's weird being in Thruple. I'm like, well, I don't deserve this. Like, no, what you don't. I, no, I it's don't. It's good that you know that. Thanks for, honestly, Tom, thank you. I needed a wet blanket <laughs> for my roaring emerald fire. <laughs> I really, really appreciate it. I'm a lot of things. You can never call me a wet blanket. You're the Disney you? villain. No, you're not a wet blanket. <laughs> Your blanket's soaked in like gasoline that if it gets too close to a fire, it's going to. That's correct. The fire is going to get a lot bigger and that a lot correct. worse, probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, thanks for Context Corner. That was like Thruple Glimmering's Corner. We'll keep chatting about it. Here it is. It's we, all out on the table here, isn't we it? We never told you we weren't going to say literally everything that happens in our lives. Oh, I have a story. Speaking of the Thruple, uh-huh. fucking Timothy was sucking his dick the other day and literally vomited so much on his dick, and which has never happened ever. And it was the funniest thing because like it wasn't like a cute like <clears throat> like oh i vomited it was like a and there was puke like on this guy's stomach dripping down his dick um it was fantastic holy shit yeah are you happy you know that yeah. <laughs> Con- retroactive content warning for everybody <laughs> um interesting <laughs> interesting wow my life is so vanilla compared to yours i literally have been uh i gotta be careful with how i talk about this too but um I've been on a few dates because mm-hmm. I feel like, oh, now, maybe now's the time to try something. Incorrect. I'm definitely <laughs> now, wrong. Now is not the time. It's not the time. You have a lot of other gardens that you're watering. I've got to water my own garden yeah. for someone else's. If Tend you know to those I mean. orchids, my baby. <laughs> yeah. Um, so anyway, I gave it, a, I, I think I gave it a valiant kick at the can. I love that. Um, I, I've, uh, yeah, I don't know. Dating is the worst. Yeah. For anyone listening knows that who's single and um i don't know i guess i'll keep, I, I guess i'll put the brakes on for a bit and mm-hmm. just like i don't know read a book instead of going on a date oh god who am i but but that book could be like really titillating you know T- what if it's erotica titular it could be titular and, and titillating the book is called do you queer what i queer <laughs> There's all I'm saying is I know it sounds boring, but also think of how society is like wired us to think that the pinnacle of success and I everything know. is a uh, like monogamous romantic relationship. Sure, and to just um, uh, spiral off that is our ideas of our generation's idea of success is really fucked up. Yes, because there's something wrong with how we were raised about the busier you are or the more money you make means success yes which is such utter horseshit yes and i know we all intellectually understand that but i need to really divorce myself from that idea i know not to be that anti-capitalist sow but to be exactly that like there's a reason why in in this late stage of capitalism where everything's falling apart all of the citizens in the system are also internalizing this immense need for productivity that is literally impossible and Mm -hmm. literally not sustainable um and it's killing people and it's crushing and it's awful um Yeah. So addressing that is really important, I think. Yeah. And like a small example of that, like, so I'm trying to figure out how to navigate my social life Mm. because I have quite a large one 
and it all has to do with i want that to echo <laughs> like literally it all has to do with um what event i'm going to every night and what we're drinking or like what you know mm-hmm. and so if i'm not drinking which is the goal mm-hmm. when i come home what do i fucking do right i don't know what to do right do i make dinner and go to the gym and then watch a tv show and go to bed I've never once done that in my life. Have you ever had a hobby? Do you have hobby? Like, do, like... Sports. Right. I don't, the reason I say that is because I feel like when I'm... Personally, when I'm alone, there is so much I could be doing. I could be working on my photography. I could be reading for pleasure, reading for school. I could be trying to draw. I could be right, writing. Right. Like, there's... I want you to, like, find yeah. things that ignite you enough that you want to spend time on them and i think that your other life has been really exciting so to take something that has like a long payoff and not a more immediate payoff might be nearly impossible at this at this point in time right and i guess i suffer from all or nothing syndrome right i know you do too where it's like i'm thinking every i'm looking at every night being like oh my god what am i gonna do every single night it's like wait no what am i doing this one night yes that's such a good idea yeah that's such a good point yeah if you read tonight doesn't mean that you're gonna do this exact thing every single night and your life's gonna be like oatmeal forever and we always talk about i feel like you and me specifically talk about eject buttons yes definitely no not eject buttons Mm -hmm. it's not all it's not like parachute out or yep or jail yourself in there's everything in in what's the word mediocrity not um uh, moderation Moderation. (laughs) everything (laughs) in mediocrity is that the straight slogan (laughs) (laughs) that's the straight pride banner oh my fucking god we need to write to them we have to petition petition for that Uh, um i feel like you're you're really speaking to my soul right now there's lots of wisdom that i didn't know we were gonna get into i do i today. you know i wouldn't even call this wisdom i just i'm calling it like my brain's melting out my ears yeah but i mean maybe what it is it's like these are these are things to actually work on like this is very non-trivial this will be a journey um hopefully we can keep chatting about it if you um, insist find a hobby maybe and then you can <laughs> calm down tom don't whisper find a hobby at me. When do I fucking have time to find a goddamn hobby? You literally don't. Of course you don't. <laughs> Who does? But also, television. And I know we probably all shouldn't be lying around watching television. But there's so much goddamn good TV right now. I love storytelling. What is going on? Can we talk about Euphoria? Oh, yeah. I mean, we can again if you want. I, I have just recently caught up and watched the episode last night. And I'm so obsessed with it. I know you already said this, but Jules is like the best trans representation. One of the best character, hands down, I've ever seen on television. Absolutely. I do obviously have the discomfort that everyone does about a show that like could potentially glorify all of these these things, these themes. That's fine. Adults, watch it. Talk about it. Um, certainly, if you are going to watch it with young people, you must talk about it. Yes. That's a definite must. Absolutely. Um, and watch with care and and just prepare yourself. It's very sad. The episode last night was very, very sad, and I was not in the right state. And It d- destroyed hard. me. Yeah. I was crying for so fucking long. But also the scene... Uh, I don't want to ruin it for anyone. Yeah, don't ruin There's it. a lot to talk about. Um, I do... I do. I brought it before you for a reason, though. Okay. Um, I really would like to talk about the makeup artist, <laughs> if I may. Absolutely. Um, her name is Daniela Davey, and the reason I bring it up is because... I was just looking up Jules's looks and I'm so obsessed. Like I want to look like that. Um, 
But here's what I found really interesting about it is the inspiration from the makeup actually came from Gen Z's Instagrams. And all of all of it is from actual creativity that youth are doing because the show is responding to what is really out there. Um, and I really, really like this quote from Davy, the makeup artist. She goes, um, basically, so she spent like hours on Instagram trying to find inspiration. She says, these young people are pushing the boundaries and not living by mainstream, arch- mainstream archetypes or stereotypes. Um, and I really love that she's able to emulate that for the characters. Right. Uh, uh, sorry, this is the makeup artist for everybody? She's the head makeup artist. So oh, she okay. kind of, she deems what the looks are. But even deeper than that, um, every single character obviously has a makeup style. But more than that, her the makeup actually shows the emotions. So like, I don't want to mm-hmm. give too, too much away. But after Jules is in a stressful situation there's pressure her eye makeup is spiky like a porcupine mm-hmm. or like when she's going through emotional turmoil there's like the bright red at the corners to show that it's like bleeding from the inside out and like you can read so much into it because it's so much about expression and art and i'm i love it it's really awesome wow you know what that's really cool that's a level that i have would have never picked up on mm-hmm. yeah there's a lot of amazing detail and i just like that it's coming from youth and rep- like represented back to youth sure sure yeah even the script itself like i know that um, I'm blanking on uh, like Jules's Hardy- uh, actor name. Schaefer. Hunter Schaefer. Hunter Schaefer, yeah. Yeah. I know that they were in the writer's room to make sure that the stories were authentic, mm-hmm. as fucking dark and scary as they are. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Yeah. Sorry to people who haven't seen the show, but you need to. <laughs> like, right. I mean, it's incredible. I think, triggering. I don't know. I have a lot of discussions with a lot of people about it. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if I like it yet. Mm-hmm. I think I might hate it. That's fair. That's totally fair. Be- not because of the writing or c- like because of the content more. Yeah. I, no, I love objectively. I love it. Like right. if I could sit in a room and have it only be me watching, I right. love it. I'm so worried about the effects that it's going to have on, on young people watching it. I really, really am worried about that. Yeah. It's terrifying. Yeah. I can't speak to it at all because I'm older and things are different now. But what I can say is episodes like last night where like Jules goes to a party with her old friend and all of this kind of shit happens it was it felt so much like my like you experience as a youth and like the show yeah. touches a very nostalgic nerve which is why i enjoy it yeah but you're right like this could create some people's realities this well could i be... just know how i am and when i especially as a teenager and even now i like to feel com- like utterly immersed in a show which mm-hmm. means con- identifying with characters and i don't know emulating them yeah i know da- oh, absolutely i am the product of watching Skins and Buffy yeah. and Charmed, you know, like I, be- I yeah, I took that Same. on very seriously. Yeah. So you're right. Um, I can also say that I watched Skins and I didn't do as many drugs and I knew that it was fiction, but but that's me. Right, you're a little smarter. That's a, me and no one else. A little smarter. <sighs> Tom, why don't you attack me more, you beast? <laughs> Hi. Hey. Can I re- Can I have another conversation topic from you? Okay. There's been something I've really wanted to do on this podcast for like months now. Oh, I know what it is. So Tom and I were at a bar. This was, this has been longer. This was like five months, months ago. ago. Yeah. Um, and one of our, one of our closest friends, Shay, we've mentioned her on this podcast before. Bless her fucking soul. She's for the best. putting up with us. Imagine like having no. to sit in a room with us all the time. That is so upsetting. Oh my God. Just, Shay, run, get out, get out, literally run. get don't out. Don't look back. <clears throat> I, do, I don't, now I'm upset with you, Shay. I don't know what you're still doing being our friend. Please respect yourself more. No, <laughs> no sorry. That's too much. Um, anyway, so I, she's just, we're chatting about Grinder, and she's curious, like, what does it kind of look like? Like, what are people like? And so I've just opened mine and Timothy's shared account and I'm scrolling and like 
grinder noise like get this fucking message and it's like a cold call of the most aggressive thing that i've ever heard and so tom and i were drunk and we obviously had to entertain this conversation so i'd like to go on a journey okay okay are so you ready you, you want to give a little reading of this is that let's right let's do a dramatic reading of this message all the content warnings mm-hmm. at play here full effect elliot and i really decided to go for it um elliot and i of course being uh on the other side of this man's advances. Tom and I are collectively crafting his responses, and I just would like to say that we are not kink-shaming whatsoever. No. I don't I don't know how to... Okay, so for the purposes of this staged reading, I will be the, um, the man in question. Okay. And you will be us. Is that right? Yeah, sounds good. All right. And also, just so everyone knows, I'm posing as me and my partner, Timothy, with, like, we have, like, this very innocent, sweet little profile picture, then... Someone gets hit with this. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to make the, the noises too. Oh, right? no. Bring. Which one of you ugly bitches am I going to take a shit on first? You girls like hungry for some mud pie. Bring. Plop, plop, plop. Don't spill a drop. Bring. Oh, only if you let me trap your shit in my foreskin until I get a yeast infection. I hope you only eat clam chowder and beef tartare before you shit. I'll send you the bill for the yeast cream because I don't have insurance and I crave a rich, shit-filled pig daddy because we're weak, poor, shit-hungry faggots. Bring. Wow, you took the words right out of my mouth, son. I'm six foot eight, 385 pounds. I got enough juice, jizz, and mud to fill both your little lady holes. Bring. Come over to my place at... And I'll show you a real man. Our little lady holes are so ladylike that they've never voted and still wish suffrage never happened. Our pink blooms are dry and yearning like the desert for satiating shit rain. Call us Eliza Poolittle because we are such faggot ladies and we need a shit monsoon wedding. <laughs> You're quite the poet. Very feminine and a total turnoff. This app is for men. Why don't you go to women? who make cupcakes app and dwindle in that manure. Hope you girls enjoying eating each other's clams. Have a delightful evening. I can't. Every time I read it, it just gets better. It's really... Okay, there's lots to say. Yeah, let's First of all, this. the misogyny, as usual, is, real. is around every corner. There's so much misogyny around these corners. Uh, first, I want to praise you for Eliza Poolittle. Thank I think you. that was yours, right? Thank you. I that think that was, was mine. And in turn, I have to praise you for safer... Wait. For shit monsoon wedding. The imagery that that conjures for me is like transcendental. Like I literally leave my body. I go to like Joshua Tree and I just see like a wall of diarrhea pour over the plains. So thank you so much for that, Tom. That's the best thing I've ever heard. Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's too early for this. Um, so I guess my question is, yeah. I have a few. Okay. Because I really like, and people scoff at me when I say this, but I really don't spend time on Grindr. Right. I don't. I, I believe that. Is this normal? I don't, I I have no idea. Okay. This is the most shocking thing that I've ever Was received. this man serious, do you think? Because number, I don't think he was six foot eight and 385 pounds. I don't know. Like, is he Jabba the Hutt? Like, it's possible. <laughs> I guess that's possible. And also, I I would have thought this was a joke, except for the fact that... He gave us his address. He did, but he didn't give, like, details of, like, unit number or buzzer or anything like that. That's fair. That's fair. So... I mean, I guess he was going to wait to see if we were psychotic or not, but... Um, Also, I just... I'm so... I mean, I'm singing an old song now, but this whole, like, 
that this app is for men. Like this I know. app is for real men. I know. What the fuck are you talking about? I know. You want to take a shit on a real man? I like, know. Like I don't understand. What? I, I guess maybe it's kink. I guess maybe like it's there's these are layers that if I had the same kink I could play into. I hope that this isn't like right awaking. Maybe he was responding to us making fun of him. Maybe we're in the wrong here. That's possible. That's possible. Except for the fact that, no because because even if you wanted to shit on us, which like I'm literally not kink shaming. But wouldn't you just be like, hey, are either of you guys into scat play? Like, say something respectful instead of which one of you ugly bitches am I going to take a shit on first? Okay, okay. You girls you're look right. hungry for some mud pie. <laughs> okay, you're right, you're right. And then plop, plop. Like, that was <laughs> you're right, you're cold. Right. That was out of the blue. You know? You're absolutely right. I, I should... <laughs> My devil's advocate is shutting up. Which one of you? I didn't. Re- I forgot he said ugly bitches. <laughs> Which again, like I'm totally sure that that some people that would like ring true on a certain kink level, and it's probably bizarro. Me and you messaging us, back, like yeah, that thing. Yeah, I hope that I hope he does the same thing with this message that we're doing. I hope that he has the screenshotted on his phone, and I hope he returns to it time and again because it's one of my favorites. <laughs> do you want to? Do you want to? Um, switch gears over onto something a little bit more serious yes i have a couple too oh okay um do you know what's been going on in puerto rico no please tell me okay so i know a little bit of what's going on in puerto rico so i'm gonna share what i do know please um but it's pretty fucking exciting okay yeah 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 um so the governor of puerto rico is ricardo rossello um and he's resigned as governor in san juan puerto rico and that's because Thousands of protesters demonstrated. Sorry, what's this from? What is this from? Oh, it's from Vox. Mm. Thousands of protesters demonstrated in the streets of San Juan, Puerto Rico last Saturday, uh, marking the eighth straight day of rallies, coming calling for the resignation of, of the island's governor. Wow. The crowd show no sign of ebbing, and analysts say the protests are, are becoming the biggest political demonstration in the territory's history. Uh, so the protests, of course, I don't know if you know this, but they um, arose in response to the leak of Telegram app messages. No. In which Governor Ricardo and his inner circle make light of casualties caused by Hurricane Maria and disparage political opponents using vulgar, homophobic, and sexist language. Wait, the this, governor. This was leaked on like a texting app. Yep. Ooh, leaky so, data does a good thing for one. <laughs> leaky bottoms. <laughs> right? Leaky bottoms pull through. Leaky bottoms spill that data. Uh, the text message leak uh, came days after another scandal. The FBI arrested two former top officials in Rossello's government as part of a corruption probe over their handling of $15.5 million in contracts. Um, so the, uh, those two officials, Julia and Ange- Angela, are accused of funneling the contracts to businesses they had personal ties to, regardless Fuck. of those companies' relevant experience or ability. And the, so those incidents have galvanized a public that feels neglected, shocker, and exploited, shocker more, by right. political and economic elites. Um, Wait, um, we're in the middle of this right now. This is happening as we speak. Uh, n- no, no, I'm just, I'm sort right, of... Right, you're building it. You're, thank yeah, you. I'm going on for you. Uh, so calls for Rossella's resignation were gro- resignation were growing following this corruption scandal. They exploded after this group chat mm. leaked, and so um, so a number of Puerto Rican celebrities, like singer Ricky Martin, he, who uh, was mocked in the leaked texts, and Hamilton creator Lin Manuel Miranda and reggaeton star Bad Bunny, 
um, have been backing at the demonstrations, even showing up themselves, which is what Ricky Martin did. Wow. Uh, so, so the P- Puerto Rico's Center for Investigative Journalism published nearly 900 pages of text messages exchanged between Rossello and 11 top aides and cabinet members. And the leak was explosive because it was packed with, oh yeah, profane, derogatory, and offensive remarks towards all kinds of people. In Puerto Rico, the messages had words that hurt citizens, such as jokes about the bodies of people died in Hurricane Maria. What the fuck? And also contained ugly attacks on political rivals. For instance, Rossello criticized Melissa Mark Viverto, the Puerto Rico-born former speaker of the New York City Council, by saying that people should beat up that whore. Holy shit. That is way beyond making fun of. Christian Sobrino Vega, then Puerto Rico's chief fiscal officer, wrote that he was salivating to shoot the mayor of San Juan, a political thorn in the side of Rossello's, and a politician who has challenged him for the governor's chair. You'd be doing me a grand favor, he replied. What the actual fuck? Um, Vega was also behind two other messages that have drawn a lot of attention. In one text, he criticized Ricky Martin in a manner that mocked his sexuality. Ricky Martin is such a male chauvinist that he fucks men because women don't measure up. Pure patriarchy, he wrote. Whoa, there's so many layers to that. Holy shit. <laughs> Isn't it ridiculous? Yeah, I can't These believe are this governor is governor 11 top aides, and Sabrina Vega also spoke flippantly of how the casualties from Hurricane Maria would play in Puerto Rico politics. He wrote, don't we have some cadavers to feed our crows? Oh. Crows being a reference to the administration's critics. <gasps> Much of Puerto Rican public perceived the leaks as being emblematic of the callousness and incompetence of his government. No shit. And widespread protests prompted Sabrina Vega and another official to resign. Um, since then, so this is what happened. Sorry, that's what sparked the outrage. Yep. Give me one second. So in the two weeks in which hundreds of thousands mobilized to oust Puerto Rico government uh, governor Ricardo Rossello, the island's LGBT community was on the front lines. Mm. And so they shared this. I'm now switching over to NBC News. And they shared in the outcry after uh, the July 10th federal corruption arrests of members of the government's administration. Eventually, the people of Puerto Rico were successful in ousting their governor. Yay. Many say the fight for a better quality of life for Puerto Ricans, including its lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, and queer residents, continues. Multiple LGBTQ people in Puerto Rico told NBC News that the leaked chat's contents, including the homophobic and transphobic remarks, were unsurprising. Instead, they said it validated their widespread suspicions of government corruption, especially post-Maria, as well as the anti-LGBTQ attitudes of lawmakers. Rainbow flags were waved at virtually every demonstration, including one wielded by openly gay Puerto Rican pop star Ricky Martin at Monday's national strike, which drew an estimated one million people. Holy fuck. Blocked a major San Juan expressway. Um, Martin has been an especially outspoken leader in calling for Rossello's res- resignation, lambasting him for unforgivable offenses. No shit. <laughs> On social media, he rallied fe- fellow Puerto Ricans to join the national strike as well as the July 17th march from the Capitol to the government's ma- governor's mansion and continually express solidarity with and gratitude for everyone involved. Puerto Rico redid it. We just wrote an important page in history, Martin wrote on Instagram. We rescued our island. We did it peacefully without weapons. Now let's lead by example. 
And prominent Puerto Rican trans activist Ivana Fred spoke at Monday Strike also, and she said the crowd gathered to listen uh, was predominantly heterosexual cisgender people. And there was no booing or anything, she said. Instead, there was support. It's clear that change is happening. Wow. And while LGBTQ people in Puerto Rico say the island is still plagued by misogyny and homophobia, transphobia, many activists, including Fred, see this massive movement as an opportunity for real change. And these protests are every day growing stronger among the trans community, Fred said, adding that at Monday's massive strike, she saw so many flags of different identities like non-binary people, and it fills me with pride. So they did it. That's so He's, exciting. His last day in office is August 2nd, which is this upcoming Friday. And who's next? They don't know their election has to happen? Well, they're, tr- they're trying to push forward another woman to take the governorship. Um, and I don't know much on this. We'll have to keep yeah uh, keep, keep each other posted. But last I heard, she d- she doesn't want it. So. Oh shit! So, so there's some figuring out to do. Sure, That's of so course, ex- just like any revolution, right? Like, so exciting! It was yeah. a peaceful revolution that was successful. I feel like it's pretty mind blowing. It's my yeah, like led by LGBTQ people. <clears throat> I mean, like the resonance that queers have and that this will have globally is so exciting, and I'm so proud. I'm yeah. yeah. Imagine one million people. Come on, come on, US. I like, know. Come for on, real, actually. Puerto Rico can do it. Um, can I talk about another triumph that I should have updated earlier? Please do. We'd recorded um, at odd times, and I I meant to do this. I posted on Instagram, but I haven't said it here. I was talking about the um, the independent expert a, few, a couple weeks ago that United Nations has to protect the sexual orientation and of gender course. identity. Mm-hmm. So the vote had passed, um, and like it passed sorry that was i was not done but right, yeah right. the vote has passed very exciting um so 27 to 12 with seven abstentions um which is exciting because there was only a handful of nations that could be counted on and it was less than half um so that is something to be excited about and it means that it's going to stick around and be protected and continue to uphold the international rights of lgbtq plus people fucking fabulous yeah um so like it's really exciting to have these these pieces of news um yeah and to have this revolution yeah exactly that being said (laughs) i should have done this backwards i should have done the bad stuff first and the good stuff last um tom did you hear about what's going on in russia right now with the saw website oh i'm so sorry yeah okay should we is it too much to talk about no go ahead sorry i don't know much so maybe you can inform me um okay so basically there was a russian website that was I'm also reading from the Washington Post right now. Um, there was a Russian website that was shut down uh, sometime last week um, <coughs> where it promoted a game similar to the movie Saw to identify gay people, upload their photos and information to a database, and then proceed to hunt them down and torture them, as gruesome as in the movie Saw that inspired the site's name. Uh, so uh, there were names of prominent journalists and activists that were appearing on this list, um, including one... Yelena Grigorieva. Um, this was a 41-year-old, quote, fierce advocate for LGBTQ rights. Um, and unfortunately, fucking heartbreakingly, on Saturday, she was found dead near her home in St. Petersburg with eight stab wounds um, and evidence of strangulation. So the investigation is obviously ongoing. Um, this is the... And all the news sources as well are hesitant to attribute it directly to this website. I mean, it's obviously not shocking and there's just such anti-LGBTQ sentiment anyway that like 
who knows if it's from the site who knows if it was just another hate crime who know like nobody knows yet um but i think the the fact is that all eyes need to be on it i say this all the time um but like so sick why is this not getting more press i know i don't really understand to be quite frank and i don't understand why it's why i don't know honestly i don't know i don't even know what to say about it but um so that's the case donations are incredibly helpful um look up there's multiple organizations um even donations to organizations that help get people out of nations as well um such as rainbow railroad talk about it all the time and then of course organizations that provide relief to queer folk in there um if you know anybody in russia like the tricky thing is people want to say reach out but also like social media is being monitored folks are being monitored it's like basically a surveillance state of sanctioned anti-queer violence um so i guess just i don't know honestly i don't know tom help me out like i don't even know what to do with the with these yeah sorry i'm bits sick of to my news. stomach i'm just me too as even as i was like saying it um i feel nauseous so i apologize for bringing it up but i think it's something that we no no it's need important to we about. gotta remember we, you know as as much as we celebrate the steps forward that the world is taking yeah it's important to know about the places that still need a devastating amount of 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 I don't know what what first press well, attention. Well, that's the thing. So a lot of a lot of activist accounts that I see posting about this and people talking about it, it is right now like tag tag the media, tag the news. Um, yeah. When I look it up, the media visibility is growing all the time. Um. Okay, there is a few other like world news things I wanted to talk about. Um, did you talk about? Have you heard about Steven Anderson? No. Um, so this is a person who is banned in now 33 countries, Australia, the latest. Um, and he is a... Um, sorry, just give me one second. I have it here. So, okay, yeah, he's um, he's an evangelizer. He's like a, a conservative... <sighs> extremist pastor um his youtube channel has more than a hundred thousand subscribers um he is very hardcore anti-lgbt beliefs um he is barred from entering jamaica canada south africa jamaica wait right jamaica yeah okay. i know I, i'm confused as well okay. um it i saw one list that omitted jamaica and one that had jamaica but the one that had it was later so i assume it was just one of another country okay great uh so jamaica canada south africa the uk botswana netherlands and the schengen area like the 26 countries in europe where you don't need a passport to travel between Uh uh so in total that's 33 countries um i was doing some research on this motherfucker he's really dark he's really fucked up it's a lot of steven anderson you said yeah steven anderson okay um with the v and steven uh one of the things he's known for is attending the Make America Straight Again conference in Florida. Do, did I didn't hear about this. It went totally under my radar. Make America Straight Again? Tom, I don't even know if you're ready to hear this. It's going to be incredibly upsetting. Um, this conference was held on the third anniversary of the Pulse no, 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 no. nightclub shooting. No, 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 no. At this conference, there was a bunch of hardcore conservative pastors. Um, and among other things, among other racist remarks one of the things that they had called for was literal advocation for violence against lgbtq people um and this happened um and he was there so i don't even really know what to fucking like do with this information again um this also i should say like he wasn't the only fucking person who was there and there's the um extremist conservative pastor patrick boyle uh was somebody that spearheaded the make america straight again conference in june 
so last month this had happened which is just cool right fucking great right awesome yeah so these are people that exist in the real world cool so there's a conference that existed in florida yeah um okay do you want to can i can i give you another just tidbit before you win just for some more ammo uh, they had advertised widely on Facebook and online. A lot of people, thank fucking God, were like, this is hate speech. You can't advocate for this. Um, much like the Frannon, um, the Frannon, the Bannon and Frum debate. Uh, people were trying to stop them. And their response was that it was, of course, anti-free speech. And it emboldened their followers. And it polarized the movement because of false equivalency. And uh, these people like Boyle and Anderson and everyone who was at this this conference... Uh, made it like a human rights issue to speak. They were like, look at how much we want to be silenced. Look at how much our opinion doesn't matter. Um, so yeah, so like like just for, like that was last month. <laughs> just for everybody's information. I'm glad you interrupted me because I was about to say something. <laughs> please Pretty, please say it. No, I, you I have to say I it. I actually can't. Why? Because I realized that it was going to be... Polarizing? No, like violent. Say it. No, I, I actually, I can't, it's. An, Were you going to try I, and incite violence against? Yes, people? exactly. Okay, yeah, that's yeah. fair. Okay, but listen, <laughs> are we not allowed to fight back? Okay, so I'm going to say this. I think that it's veiled enough that I'm allowed to. Do you remember that? Do you remember in Inglorious Bastards? Yep. Where they set fire to the movie theater full of Nazis? Yes, 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 yes. yes. Okay, I'm just going to say remember that, and remember how much we cheered and how much we were rooting for all those Nazis burning alive. Yes. Because everyone who watched that movie cheered for that. Yep. Okay. So. Yep. Do we now have a modern day example of that situation? Right. And did Nazis ever go away? (laughs) Exactly. Right. So is the fight done? Obviously not. Do we set fire to more movie theaters full of Nazis? Yes. (laughs) Yes. I don't want to say that. I'm asking the question. I want to say it. I'm not even mad about it. Like I, I absolutely think that protecting your livelihood from a group that's one main sole ideology is to end your life as a queer person to fight back and to want violence to befall those people as well is literally fucking survival so no one come to me with bullshit about polarization or false equivalency if i see someone wearing nazi badge i'm gonna beat the actual shit out of them as much as i can i i, I agree okay i i agree 1000 percent. so fired up right 1000 <laughs> percent she does Stephen to him by the <laughs> I just mean we can't tell our listeners to go out and kill people. No, 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 no. Oh, my God, absolutely. The fact that we even have to say that is incredibly upsetting. Um, well, and here's the thing, too, is, like, queer ideology... Not ideology. I don't. It's not an ideology. Queer... Living queerly, you don't need to want to end somebody's life. In fact, you're supposed to accept all people. It's not a basic tenet, but Nazism... It is white supremacy. There's only room for... Like, you can't even make an equivalent reaction. There's one group of people trying to literally exist because you are born away or you want to be away and you are away. And then another group is like, you probably have a lot of internalized trauma and you hate anyone who's not a white skinhead and you want to end lives. Yes, I agree. I obviously agree. I'm not saying that I'm not on the same page as you. I I definitely am. I know. I know. I'm aware. I just... You're right. We can't... We can't... We have to be careful. And especially with my example I just gave, because even me saying that... Right, the Russian government is going to be after us. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, we probably can't joke about that, because not for sure. Um, and we're super safe here, <laughs> probably. Which and is, also we have delusions of grandeur, and nobody's yes, listening. that's so true. Um, 
hello, 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 hello. <laughs> oh, did you just speak up your asshole? I did. Actually, no, that was my urethra. Oh, I've been God, sounding with a really sounding. big rod these days. Sound off. So it just looks like, it looks like someone took spam out in that roll and just put their fist through it to the holy other side. Fuck, I'm disgusted. And I'm, then pulled it out. Holy shit. Elliot, so enough. my dick's just like a No, loose... you can't make that trend. You can't just do that to Anderson to me. I'm not allowed to do that. <laughs> like, that's too hard. It's a Monday morning. From, like, debating fighting Nazis to just fisting spam. Tom. Okay, we got it. This is it. Do you have a silver... I have one more thing to talk about. Oh, God It's it. short. Okay. And it's positive. Um, so, being trans in Thailand, I had... This is such a whiplash of a transition. Um... <laughs> And it also sounds like you're talking about being trans in Thailand. Which like, I'm like, like, I don't I'm like think for you are. myself. No, I'm, I'm, I'm neither. I'm neither of those things. Um, I'm going to say I had thought because I know that Thailand is a leader of um, trans surgeries that I had thought that it would be a better place than it is. And I realized that there are a lot of rights that trans folk don't have. Um, like a you're making faces like mm. it's not fantastic mm. is your face okay mm. but it is but it is a cultural um it's like accepted like there's a th- right kind of it's, yeah it's very complicated um i'm hesitant to speak on it because i'd i want to inform myself a little more but yeah it, it's it, that country is a very complicated history with trans people right and excuse the term lady boys right and, yeah right yes right okay so and um that makes a lot of sense when, when you put it in that context. Uh, so basically right now there's a there's a fight going on lobbied by two different trans activist groups in Thailand um, to have more like official and legal recognition. Um, and so basically there's a campaign that's being led by the Transsexual Association of Thailand and uh, the Life Inspired for Transsexual Transsexuals Foundation. Um, there's a new law that wants to recognize trans people as their correct gender after surgery. Um, like there are trans people that are still like trans women that are still referred to as mister like uh-huh. like in this article because that is like what their legal title has to be right um and that's what it's been like for centuries or whatever yeah right absolutely yeah. um so there's just one quote um that i really loved let the world quote let the world see that thailand is among the leaders when it comes to the rights and freedoms for lgbtqi people said yolanda swanak president of the transsexual association of thailand and then the article goes on to say yolanda is a trans woman who under thai law is still referred to as mister um and this is from a pink news article uh by emma powis morris and i just really to to call like to use nationalism in that sense because I'm obviously not somebody who adores nationalism but to say like I want my nation I want people to look at my nation and look at it as like a beacon for yeah. for LGBTQI rights I think is a really powerful use of that rhetoric yeah. um, and I'm excited to see where this goes and I'm again like look to your media do do everything we can um, to mobilize our social circles um, and to help from afar in any way possible I yeah. think it's exciting it's never been easier to at least show support um, so I think that is fantastic yeah cool awesome yeah so that was just like little little media updates you really just brought a grab bag with you today didn't you i did bring a grab bag they're just, just we don't your scrotum is full we don't my scrotum's full and my head is pounding someone get me more coffee <coughs> agreed um this episode is a roller coaster without uh like without a, without a seatbelt something to strap you in yeah my head i've whiplash from this conversation yeah. Um, I hope everyone's okay at home listening. <laughs> they're, they're not. Yeah, there's <laughs> literally how could you be? Um, do, email us also. Right. Let us know. Do you have a double rainbow? I do have a double rainbow. <clears throat> um, my double rainbow is enjoying 
excuse me, is enjoying these past like two weeks of, I haven't been the most productive that I've ever been. Um, and it's really hard, like we were talking earlier about living under late capitalism because not being productive for me is uh, to equate myself with being worthless or useless. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm, and it's stupid because like the caveats that I'm starting another year of my PhD and I'm going into research soon. And um, my partner, Timothy, just got a really exciting job. And so our lives will be changing. So I'm able to enjoy these past few weeks, but it's taken me a lot. And my silver lining is realizing that like I'm a lot more than what I produce and then like and my output. Um, so I've just been really content to just be. And that's my silver lining. But it's taken a lot to be able to be. And that's even because I know that I'm going to go back into a productive state. So yeah. Capitalism's fucked me up. Yeah. Hard. Yeah. No, I get that. Thanks. That's interesting. Hmm. Because when I explained to people what I'm doing, like I was talking to my mom about the past few weeks of my life and she was like, it sounds like you're living. I was like, that's a really nice way to put it. Like I would say it sounds like I'm not living because I'm not producing. I would split the difference. Sure. Yeah, definitely. Cause you've also been like a, a, a useless heap of, Come. Faggotry. It's true, yeah. And just like a burlap sack full of Not cum. saying that you shouldn't. It's important to like take breaks and like... Definitely. And chill out. Um, I took this course on affect a few years ago and like there's something political about stasis to be able to not have to be up and at them all the time. Up and at them. Up and at them. Um, Thomas. Yes, sir. Thomas. Yes, sir. I'm trying to remember... Okay, mine's really mundane. Ready? Yes. Um... I went over to your house yesterday and we watched a few episodes of Buffy and that show just really connects me to, um, to myself. Mm -hmm. It just connects me to what I, what I like about storytelling and what I like about, uh, empowerment and representation. And, um, that show definitely raised me to become the person that I am, I think in all it's in all my flaws and in all my non flaws. Um, (laughs) Non flaws, <laughs> non flaws, <laughs> flaws da. No, and um, yeah, it's nice to share watching that show with somebody. I adored um, yesterday with but like with you and yeah. Buffy so much. <clears throat> it's, so it's I know best. that's really stupid. No, it's not stupid. Uh, can you say the episodes that we watched? Because I feel like Buffy likers will like this. Sure, we watched two twenty one and twenty two and three one, but that's really hard. I mean, we watched the finale of season two and the beginning of season three, which, in my opinion, is like the ultimate, like the the green orb of Buffy. Oh, Buffy's green orb. Yeah. It's fantastic. I really think that, I mean, Tom and I have no time for anything, let alone maybe breathing, but I really want to maybe start a Buffy spinoff podcast. It'd be I, fun. I know it's been done, but it's never been done like we would do it. It'd be fun. And also your synesthesia would come in a whole lot of handy with that. Tom. It would. It would. So listen, keep it an would. eye out. No, I want to do that. It Look, sounds like fun. It might be something that we'll do. Yeah. Um, after you left... Um, my friend and I watched uh, Cruel Intentions because we were on a 90s. Oh, I'm so jealous. I love Sarah that Michelle so Geller kick. And like, Sarah Michelle Geller, wherever you are right now, I hope you're having an absolutely wonderful day. Yeah. Like, I hope you're doing fantastic. I hope you're drinking enough water. I hope I you're smiling. Like, I hope you know that I love you. She's, there's no one better. No. There's truly, no one better. Truly. And even her, in her 40s, she's like married to Freddie Prince Jr. She's been with that man for like, what, 15 years? Wow. 20 years? Wow. Were they dating on the set of Scooby-Doo? Yeah. Like, did they meet there? They were already dating. No, they met on I Know What You Did Last Summer. 
What? But they weren't dating then. It took them a few years. Is this the first episode of our Buffy podcast? <laughs> <laughs> and they have two really beautiful kids, and they do this. I don't know. She's just she's the she's making it work. Listen, like I hope you can feel our love. Yeah, SMG. Sending, sending love to you, SMG. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so like stupid. I guess you and I have completely and utterly unraveled at this point. Okay. Um, so listen, actually, you know what? Um, Pamela and Pepper aren't with us right now because um, there's construction at my place, and I wasn't able to carry them over here in time. But can we just like, can we just tell our <gasps> listeners? Can SMG be our surrogate? Pamela White Cat today? Yes, I would love that. Can we just describe maybe for like a brief ten to fifteen seconds, like what? What she's giving us, what she's serving us. She's serving like a really um, skunky, uh, strappy, blonde wig. Yes. Um, someone did not do her highlights properly. No. I feel like she's in front of a mixing bowl. She's like making some uh, brownies mm-hmm. because she's her best mom right now, and she used to be a f- um, you know a hero icon, and now she's a hero icon in a different way because she's living her best mom life. Ugh. I love that. That's perfect. Um, but the hair, the hair I'm assuming you're describing is from season three, episode one of Buffy. And whoever did the hair, I, I don't hope you're having a, a bad day, <laughs> but I definitely don't wish you the same well that I Unless, do SMG. But now I'm thinking, now I'm thinking everything over because you mentioned that in Euphoria, the makeup represented the moods of the characters. It's true. And in this episode of Buffy, she was obviously in turmoil. And she had terrible, terrible and she, hair. And her hair represented her mental state, maybe. It's perfect. You know what? That hair... You you have it. That hair person. Great fucking job. Oh, I love that we have a surrogate today. Oh, this is sick. This is sick. Listen, everybody. We love y'all. Um, stay queer. Keep keep growing. Stay angry. Stay joyful. Yep, yeah, it's true. Email us and tell us to shut up or keep going. Just be like, for actual fuck's sakes, I can't deal with you two anymore. Um, and then after you do that, you should over to iTunes. Rate, review, subscribe. Tell <laughs> your friends. like overdive. <laughs> Go over to iTunes. Yeah, rate, review, subscribe. Leave us a note. Check out our website. Email us. Buy some merch. Keep tuning in. Yeah. Thanks for t- going with us on this journey. Thanks for fucking putting up for us. Stay tuned for some amazing queer guests. And we love y'all. Love y'all. Bye. Do you queer? 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 Do you queer?